0: How often do you find yourself wishing you had more time in the day? And what if you actually had more free time than you realize?
1: All of our time is free time. At the end of the day, every minute of your life is technically up to you. As long as you're not in jail or dead, you should have the (laughs) the ability to make some choices, And, and those choices really dictate how your time is spent.
0: Hello, and welcome to Live Happy Now. This is science editor Paula Phelps, and we're mixing it up this week as I interview our host, Jeff Sanders, about his new book, The free time formula. In addition to his hosting duties with Live Happy Now, Jeff is a keynote speaker, founder of the Rockin' Productivity Academy, and hosts the podcast The 5 a.m. Miracle, which inspired his first book, also called The 5 a.m. Miracle. Oh, and in his spare time, he likes to run marathons. In short, Jeff is a busy guy who has really mastered the art of making the most of his free time. So who better to talk to us about productivity and how it can make us happier? Well, Jeff, first of all, I'd like to thank you for being on Live Happy. You're very familiar with being on Live Happy now, but usually not from this uh, standpoint.
1: That is very true. Yeah, it's good to be here on this end.
0: Well, you know, a lot of people, they hear your voice every week on Live Happy Now, but there's so much that they don't know about you and that you are a productivity expert and that there's so much that all of us can learn from you. And I know that we're not born experts at productivity. So I personally wanted to find out, how did you become uh, so proficient with productivity?
1: Well, that's an interesting question. I'm not really sure when it happened like overnight, but I know that kind of over time, I definitely found myself more interested in uh, in being efficient. And I think it was because of some day jobs that I had where I was asked to do a lot of work in a very small amount of time, which I think is pretty common for a lot of people. You know, You're given 40 hours on the clock, but you have to do 60 hours worth of work. And I think that right. that was kind of my life for a couple of years where I was trying to figure out like how how can I get a lot of work done quickly And then I began to figure out, well, it's not just working faster, it's working smarter. And there's also lots of ways of work I could cut or things I could just not do ever or things I could postpone. And I began just kind of to work through that on the day job side. And then I began over time to um, have my own blog and then podcasts and then books uh, talking all about these same topics of things that I had learned that were working for me, you know, both at the office and at home uh, of ways to get a whole lot more accomplished and to make sure that was staying uh, true to my priorities. So I think the, the real beginning for me was probably probably just uh, working a couple of jobs where uh, things were very intense. One uh, specifically, I worked as the registrar of a, a college here in Nashville. And uh, that's a job where it's lots of paperwork and lots of organizational skills required. And so oh, yeah, I there's a to... few
0: people coming through.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I was literally in charge of You know, the entire student population and all their records and there's a lot there to to deal with. And so that was really, I think, where I realized if I don't get organized quickly, I'm not going to have a job for very, very long.
0: And for a lot of us, you know, we do have too many tasks and things start falling through the cracks. So how is it that you were able to find the tools to keep that from happening?
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's, I wouldn't say as much as tools as it was principles. It was more along the lines of saying, uh, let's take the work that I'm doing and figure out like, what is there a more efficient way to do it besides just the way I have been doing it. And so uh, with that in mind, like that's how I approached my job. Let's use the one as a registrar as an example where I would have lots of of papers that would pile up in my inbox, like physical, like, you know, envelopes and notes and student files. And so I began to kind of take everything and organize it more efficiently and then batching all the similar work. Together. And I would create systems for myself to do these things and then communicate those systems to everybody else I worked with uh, to tell them my schedule and how I'd get things done better. So then they knew what I was doing. So we could kind of work as a team uh, to make everything more efficient. And so it was those kinds of conversations and strategies uh, that really helped kind of physically get things together and then of course over time there was the digital side of things and organizing you know emails and digital files Uh, but it's the same idea it's just figuring out what is the best way to do this and can I take you know a few minutes and ask that question and answer it that's where i really found a lot of value
0: well and productivity is something we talk about we generally think about in terms of jobs and what we're doing at work but productivity really affects every area of our life so as you were implementing some of these practices at work, how did it change your personal life?
1: Well, I mean, I took the same principles uh, from work and brought them home. So whether it was personal emails I was applying to or, uh, you know, chores and errands that i had to run at, you know on the personal side of life uh, managing my finances you know talking to my wife about how we're going to you know manage our goals for the year like everything in your life ultimately comes down to how your time is being spent and so yeah, the same ideas apply there i would come home and ask like what's the most efficient way to make my evening the best way it can go like what activities will i do on the weekends how can i optimize my time and those kinds of questions lead to all kinds of breakthroughs if you you know take the time to work through it. Um, I saw lots of those kinds of breakthroughs, especially in, in the world of finances that we all deal with on a personal end, uh, or just just organizing your time with you know meetings you might have, or phone calls, or even just going to like a, a small vacation. All of those things require planning and preparation and organization. And so the the better your skill set is in all of those areas, uh, the more kind of success you'll see across the board.
0: And. He- It comes naturally to some people to be able to plan, to be able to schedule. I know people who are prolific schedulers and other people who they can't keep a day timer to save their lives. (laughs) So for someone like yourself, I mean, you kind of had a benefit in that you were already good at it, but this is something anybody can learn to do. Is that correct?
1: Oh, certainly. I mean, I wasn't necessarily born organizing things, but I definitely saw (laughs) put your toys
0: in little uh, right.
1: I mean, 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 if you ask my mom, that's probably a different story. Maybe I was that kind of a kid, (laughs) but I think that from my perspective, this was definitely a skill set that I was able to practice over time. And there's no doubt that you know today, like my my mindset is one of I'm always thinking about productivity and thinking about ways to enhance my life. But even that mindset that I have today was a learned mindset. I kind of you know grew into that over time as I realized uh, the benefits that would come from being able to utilize my time more efficiently. So uh, there's no doubt that, you know, if you feel like you're overwhelmed today or unorganized or, or today, like you could definitely uh, kind of bring it all together and, and find a lot of success in the long run. Um, if you decide that, you know, you want to tackle a big project, uh, you totally can.
0: Absolutely. And one of the things that I love about the free time formula, which, by the way, I'm really enjoying reading this. It's it's a great read. Very well done. Very approachable. I think it, it makes it so much like, Oh, I could do this. <laughs> so yeah. I, I really like the approach that you take in it. And you really do a great job of breaking down how to become more pro- productive. But can you talk about how that translates to happiness? Because you also bring in in your book that, that you can have greater happiness through productivity. So how are those two things related?
1: Yeah, I think that initially it may not seem that there's a connection there, but there's no doubt in my life that if you are more productive, generally speaking, that means you do uh, free up more time. And the more time you free up, the more choices you then have uh, to spend your time the way you want to. And that could be anything from taking a nap to scheduling a vacation to spending time with your family and friends, like whatever it is that you want to do with your life. Those things become more possible if your entire life is more organized and things are getting done more efficiently. So the way I see it is that if productivity is a, a priority, uh, happiness is kind of a natural byproduct because your life is being you know so well kept that it just it, it just kind of shows up. It's it's a really wonderful thing.
0: And it's funny because a lot of people think, well, if I over schedule myself, if my life is too planned out, I lose spontaneity. I lose that joy of of the moment. Um, and, And what your book really shows us is exactly the opposite of that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have seen firsthand that the more organized I am and the more structured I am, uh, the more free that I feel to be able to then make changes to that schedule when it suits me. And so for most days, as an example, like I will schedule out, like, here's what tomorrow is going to look like. But when tomorrow actually shows up, um, I generally change <laughs> my plan. Right? I, Individual
0: thing... results may vary. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and,
1: which is fine because if I start with a plan, I'm much more likely to then follow through with it. If I begin with no plan at all, I always find that those days just feel Haphazard and the actual results at the end of the day are less than what I expected, and I don't feel as good about it. So I know that when I you know, at least start a day off or begin a project with organization in mind, um, I definitely see better results and more happiness and more spontaneity that comes just in the process.
0: And do you plan your day out, say, the night before? How do you, how, what's your process for that? And yeah. how far ahead do you plan? Do you know what your whole week's going to look like, or, or what is your the steps that you go through for that?
1: I actually go through a, a full weekly review process every Friday afternoon. So actually I'll be doing one very soon today. And what that means for me is that I'm looking through the entire last week, what happened, what went well, what did not go well. And then from that, I kind of take the lessons learned, and apply that to the week coming up and figure out how to optimize my schedule and the bigger picture sense of that in the next week um, on a day to day basis. I do the exact same thing, which is on a smaller level. So I review the previous day and then look ahead to tomorrow and say, how can tomorrow be more efficient? Um, And that same thing applies to my weekends as well. It's just not as intense on Saturdays and Sundays. I (laughs) I slow down the pace a little bit. But it's still the same principle in in there, which is I want to be able to be intentional with how that next day is going to go. And I know that when I'm able to spend even just a few minutes looking at my calendar, I can generally make some small tweaks that make the next day better.
0: That's great because... I love that you do your your next week planning at the end of the week. We do that in our house. We call it awesomeness meetings. We have them every (laughs) Sunday afternoon. And it's hard sometimes because you're like, I don't want to take this hour out of my Sunday afternoon and sit down and do this. But I've noticed a huge difference between when we do that and when we're like, well, let's just figure it out tomorrow.
1: And and so I
0: love that you have that whole week overview um, on Friday. And and can you speak to the fact that we don't want to give up that time on Friday? It's the end of the week. We're tired. It's like, come on, let me just get to the weekend. But what is the the payoff of taking that, that extra time to do it?
1: Well, I mean, kind of as a, a guy that likes to get things done, part of the process for me is being able to look back at what I did in the previous week and feel kind of successful about what I got done. I, I intentionally focus on that because I think it's really easy to get bogged down in the busyness, and you know, maybe you made some mistakes that week, and those things kind of clog your mind. I like to spend the time to review specifically to be able uh, to ask myself, like, what went well? What am I succeeding at? And how can I carry that into the next week? Which really makes the review process feel like a very uplifting and positive thing to do. And so then I take those lessons into the next week and ask myself, how can next week be even better?
0: Uh, That's pretty incredible. And and one thing I did love, too, about free time formula is that you really challenge the notion of what we think of as free time. And I didn't know that I, I had it wrong. <laughs> so, so can you explain to us exactly what free time is?
1: Yeah, this may be kind of a, a unique perspective on my end, but I, the way that I view free time is that all of our time is free time. And what I mean by that is that at the end of the day, every minute of your life is technically up to you. And as long as you're not in jail or dead, you should have the, <laughs> you know, the ability to make some choices. And, and those choices really dictate how your time is spent. And I feel like when you take the mentality of, you know, I can do whatever I want with my time, I mean, that literally to the the, kind of the nth degree means like I can quit my job today. I can move across the country today. I can make big changes or even just small changes like I can choose a different lunch today, like whatever it is that you want to do when you own your time and really believe it's your responsibility and ownership uh, to, to manage that well. I feel like that's so much more power that you have than decide how your time is spent and you can really dictate the life that you want. And so from that perspective, literally if all of your time is free time, then the next question is, well, what are you gonna do with that time? Like, how does that play out for you? And what would your life look like if you really were in complete control of all of your time? And I feel like with that question being asked, most people are going to choose something different than how life is actually playing out today. And that's how I feel often, is that I I can see the opportunity for better results and a different way of doing things. So with that in mind, I make changes, and I like to see what can happen from those changes. So I know it's kind of maybe a radical view on time itself, but like really owning time and, and believing that all of your time is free time, it gives you the control to make those choices.
0: And it makes you feel more responsible, I think, for Mm -hmm. what you do with that. I I think if if I'm like, well, I just have to go to work and I've got to do what my boss is telling me and you start to feel like you're just a a robot that's showing up as opposed to, hey, I'm going to work, but even though I'm being paid for this, this is still my time. I can see just how the mindset shift would completely change the way that you approach your day.
1: Well, I've seen that too with with past jobs that I've had where you might have two employees with the same job title. You know, one person hates going to work and the other person has chosen to go there and really enjoys it. And really the only difference is the mindset of the person that walked in the door. And with that being changed, like your entire experience is different. And when you choose to say like, yes, I'm going back to work today because I want to be there, it's a completely different experience. And you get so much more from that experience. I feel like that that mindset is one that I want to cultivate in myself and be able to, you know, remind myself that that's the way that I want to live. Because uh, often it's easy to get, you know, kind of drug into negativity or feeling like, you know, life is beating you down. And I, I don't want to live that way every day. And so if I can choose something different, uh, then that's what I'm gonna try to lean towards every day.
0: Well, and then when you're in a better mood, we know you have more productivity. So oh, yeah. it's kind of like an upward spiral that you're creating when you take that free time mindset.
1: Yeah, certainly. I know that the, the healthier I am and the more energetic I am, the more I ultimately get done. So I have kind of one philosophy in the book that I discuss is having health as a top priority because I know that the healthier I am, the more energy that gives me. And then with that energy, I can then go get more stuff done. And then because of that, I feel even better. And I feel like all of that just kind of cycles itself into a really great rhythm uh, that ultimately does lead to kind of a better life with more of your time that's your own and more results from that time.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I wanted to talk about the fact that your book really does emphasize the importance of health and fitness, and I've read other books on productivity, uh, I've read a lot of books on a lot of topics, and, and the way that you connect these two in such a logical and obvious way is was really powerful, I thought, and why is it that we need to keep our health and our fitness a priority because so oftentimes we start getting busy, that is the first thing that goes out the window.
1: It certainly is, and I think that that is exactly why it's so important to make it a priority because we all know those days when we don't feel well, when our energy is low, we're exhausted, we haven't slept well, we're sick, it's really hard to get anything done on those days, and you don't want to get anything done. Like It affects your attitude, it affects the way that you act with other people. Like Your whole day can be thrown off if you don't feel great. And so with a, the opposite in mind, if I do feel great, if I have the energy and I am well-rested and I've got a healthy diet and I'm working out consistently... You can take all of that energy and enthusiasm from that healthy lifestyle and bring that to the office, bring that to the your life that you live, and get more out of it. And I know that th- I have so many examples in my life of times when I've been injured or I've been sick, and I just know those times are not fun, and I don't want to revisit those. And so if I can have the opposite and really feel great, that's when I see so many more results, So that's when I, I love the life that I'm living. And so I, I really have to remind myself to prioritize health often because you're right, it is easy to, uh, th- to just forget that. or or postpone it because we feel like other things matter more. But at the end of the day, if we're not healthy, none of those things are going to get done anyway. So it it really is a question of how can you make sure that health stays important on your schedule?
0: When sometimes on paper, it looks like uh, we're generating more productivity by cutting certain things out. I know people who will eat lunch at their desk when they're having a really busy day. One, they're not getting the healthy type of lunch they probably should be eating because it came out of a vending machine. <laughs> and and two, then they're not getting that mental break or that physical movement of getting up and getting away from their desk. So how do you start teaching yourself to... To reconcile the fact that sometimes taking a break, having downtime, getting away is actually the best thing you can do for your productivity versus plowing through it.
1: Well, one example of that that I see in my life often is if I'm in the middle of a busy season or a busy stretch and I take a break to, let's say, go for a walk just around the block, just kind of get some fresh air. When I come back to my desk, I generally have new creative ideas. I generally am able to kind of rethink through what it was I was working on.
0: Yeah. And how do you do that? How do you start going through? And Because a lot of times the things that we think are important, when you really break it down, you're like, seriously, I spent 30 minutes on that. <laughs> so how do you do that? How do you start getting better at winnowing out the things that really aren't important and are really killing your productivity?
1: Well, I think to your point right there, if you just said to yourself, you know, the last 30 minutes were wasted my time, one thing you then kind of draw from is, well, how often do I spend 30 minutes a day like that? You know, how many activities am I already doing that I already know are not a good use of my time? And we identify those things and write them down, like make a list and say, here are things that I do, whether it's looking at Facebook or answering emails for too long or watching TV late at night, like whatever these things are that aren't a great use of your time you can then proactively try to avoid those or minimize those the next day. And I find that often most people tend to have these kind of bad habits that have formed over time. Uh, for a lot of us, it's checking social media. It's kind of going back to these bad habits that just feel like quick wins, but really aren't addressing kind of the big things that need to be get, get, get done. And so because of that, what you really want to be able to do is say, well, if I want to use my time in the best way possible, I need to know what the priorities are up front and focus on those while at the same time having a separate list of, and here are the things I'm going to avoid. Here are the things I'm not going to do today. And that's an intentional practice to really be able to identify what you're not going to do and to stick to that.
0: Now, and you did mention social media, and you talk about that in your book. I was shocked, shocked, I tell you, to learn that you're a social media junkie as well (laughs) uh, because you're so efficient. But, uh, yeah, and you actually had a suggestion that maybe you delete your account, which made me gasp out loud. Um, (laughs) But but you had some great suggestions for dealing with the distractions of social media, which I think – all of us are struggling with it at one level or another right now. Can we kind of talk about what's most effective for managing those, those technological distractions we face?
1: Well, certainly with social media, there for most people it's just not a required part of your day. Um, I have an online business, and so there is part of my day that I should spend online talking to my customers and followers. Uh, but that shouldn't ever kind of consume my day. And so, whatever the case is for you, you have to analyze like what role does this kind of platform play in your work and in your life. And if the answer is it doesn't really matter, then that's the easiest way to say, well, that I could walk away for a while and, as a test, just spend a week or a month offline and see how it changes your life. Like I know that from experience, when I do this, uh, that first day, like I want to grab my phone every ten seconds, but (laughs) it's that's also a sign that maybe that's a problem and it could be addressed. You know, it's like, and I've been through that myself. But it's really just, you know, figuring out like what are your go-to programs you love to use? And then ask, why am I using this? What value do I actually get? Because for most people, that you know, you scan through an Instagram feed or a Facebook feed or Twitter. And a lot of times, like we're just aimlessly looking for distraction. And so instead of doing that, like what's a, a better thing to do? Like ask yourself, what else could I be doing with my life right now that would give me any more value than this? And there's probably a lot of things you could be doing. As I think just being honest with yourself about the role that that plays in your life. Start there and then see like what else is possible.
0: That's interesting because I've had several friends who have done the digital detox. And I love the idea that you can just kind of ask yourself, what could I do instead? I think Facebook or Instagram becomes such an easy default for us when we have nothing else to do or we have things to do we don't want to do. So, so I think that's a really interesting approach to it.
1: Yeah, certainly. I mean, there's no doubt that taking a, a digital detox is uh, it's kind of a, a radical approach, but it's one that if it if that reveals you know something to you, uh, then that could be a sign that it's time for some kind of a change.
0: Absolutely. Well, Jeff, you have a lot to teach us about productivity. <laughs> um, I, as I said, the free time formula really lays it out beautifully and, and simply and makes me feel like I could actually do this. Um, so it's, it's wonderfully done. And can you tell us where we can go to learn a little bit more about your book?
1: Sure. If you go to FreetimeFormulaBook dot com or just my main website, which is sanders dot com, that's probably the best place to find out everything about me, the books I've got, and you know, the rest of the work that I'm doing right now.
0: If you'd like to learn more about Jeff's book, The Free Time Formula, you can visit us online at LiveHappyNow dot com. That's it for this week, so until Jeff Sanders returns to his regular chair next week, this is Paula Phelps wishing you a great day from all of us here at Live Happy Now.